Hello and welcome to Heal, Pray, Grow, a podcast that helps you heal from rejection, pray for peace, and grow in abundance. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Heal, Pray, Grow podcast. This is your girl, Tanisha Johnson, a.k.a. TJ Self-Care. I know it has been a minute. Um, So let me share some things that's just been going on with me. So it has been... um, It has been one of those moments in life where it requires um, heavy reflection. And I think for me, one thing that I'm acknowledging about myself is really the, I don't want to say the lack of, but I'm really seeing how even with my self-care, like how self-care just kind of, it goes through its own levels, you know, like, um, First, you know, I think as recovering codependents, people pleasers, we kind of go through this period of, you know, accepting that we need to make changes, accepting that our life is unmanageable, um, and then kind of get into a place of, okay, what are we going to do about it? And that's where the growth comes, and that's also where a lot of hardships come. And, you know, I've been doing this work, you guys, now for, you know, nine years. And one thing that, you know, just stands out to me like a sore thumb is this idea of me really learning to be comfortable with who I am, how I show up in the world, um, just how I show up for myself, you know, definitely. Um, And just acknowledging that, you know, this is a moment in my life where I'm really having to implement all the things that I talk to you guys about all the time. Um, And all the things that I am, you know, everything that I talk to you about, I'm doing for myself, you know. And one of the reasons why I'm transparent about how the work can feel like a lot is because I'm doing it too. Um, And so this episode, I really just wanted to, you know, first, of course, I want to give you some little, you know, some little catch-ups. So the book is is official, y'all. It's official. It's in the final edits. This is it. I'm not making no more changes. The editor not making no more changes. This is it. And I'm just overjoyed, you know, about it. Um, when I look back, it took me three years to write this book. This book has changed like <laughs> at least five times. And when I read it over this weekend, I was like, wow, like, This is real. Like, this is something that I really want to put out to you guys. This is something that's really going to help a lot of people heal. 
And it just made me feel overjoyed, you know, that I had took the step and bet on myself to do it. Um, and, you know, as I promised, you know, people, more people, new voices will be on the podcast. Um, and I'm excited about you guys just hearing other people's stories, you know, about how they heal and the perspective that they have and all of those things. And so I'm really excited about the direction that the podcast is going. I'm excited about the direction um, that I'm going, you know, and today's topic, I really wanted us to talk about, you know, how it feels to sit in these feelings and who do we have to support us? Because I think it's really important for us to talk about, you know, what what exactly is going on, you know, when we start healing? Because a lot of people, you know, come to me and we talk a lot about the dynamics of friendships and how things are shifting and how, you know, it's really difficult to even, you know, see if someone feels transparent or, you know, to see if someone has space for you to share about how you feel and what you're going through. And trust me, these type of conversations, like, sometimes it even brings me to tears because, I've had a lot of situations with family and friends where I have poured into people, I have given to people, and then, you know, you see on the back end that this person cannot support you in the same way. You know, it's it's really, it's frustrating, it's heartbreaking, and it's, it's all those things. And I just really wanted to have an episode where we talk about, you know, who's there for you? You know, who in your circle, you know, can can hold you down through these chaotic times. And so I actually have an exercise that I do um, with my clients. You know, I do it um, with I've done it online actually a couple of times. If you've ever been on one of my lives, I was trying to think like, where else have I done this exercise? Um, I've done it like in my in-person, in-person groups and my virtual groups where I really ask you to reflect and think about, you know, put yourself in the middle and on the outside part is all the relationships that you have, right? So it's like, if you have time, you may, be, you may be listening to this while you're driving or, or maybe you're at work or you might be doing something else and you can't actually do the activity and that's fine. But if you are somewhere like, you know, in your home or you're just relaxing on your couch, listening to this, I want you to take a sheet of paper and on that sheet of paper, I want you to draw a circle and then you put your name in the middle of the circle. And once you do that, I want you to then draw arrows. And let's see, let's start off with four. Draw four arrows of people that you communicate with on a regular basis. Don't look too much into this, Earl. Sure, you're not, um, you're going to miss the activity. 
The people that you communicate with on a regular basis, I want you to put draw a circle to and then put their name inside the circle. Now, I started with four, but if you have more than four, please, you know, please make this make this as um, as big as you would like it to be. So if there are eight people, if there are 10 people, if there are three people, you know, and maybe less than four, but however many people that you communicate with on a regular basis that you desire to be in relationships with, um, it could also be people that you know, but you want to know more. It could also be people that you communicate with that you're questioning, you know, this friendship or this relationship or this, you know, this family member, whatever. I want you to put everybody in little circles and then draw the lines and what you should have eventually. Um, you should have you a circle with you in the middle and then arrows with circles with those people's names inside the circle and what we're doing is you should eventually look like you have a sign that's what it should look like the diagram so this is what i call um social circles of support so we're looking at who is supporting you or who would you like to support you or who is draining you and then really start to assess each person so these are the questions that i would like you to ask yourself for this person or these people when is the last time you have communicated with them what did that last conversation feel like did it feel genuine did you feel heard was it a conversation where you were the one that was kind of pouring into them i really assess what, what that conversation was about. And then from there, I want you to ask yourself, on a scale of zero to 10, how transparent do you feel like you can be with this person? How vulnerable do you feel like you can be with this person? Then I want you to ask yourself, on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being the highest, of course, how much additional time would you like to spend with this person? Like, is it like a 10? Like, you know for sure, like, you definitely want to spend more time with this person because this person is just amazing, da-da-da. Or is it something like, you know, zero? I don't even understand why I communicate with this person. I don't understand why I put myself through this back and forth. I don't want you to judge yourself because everything is okay. So I just want to say that, like, don't judge yourself for how you feel. And after you have that, after you have those questions, you can do it as I'm talking about the podcast or, the, I mean, this episode, or you can do it, you know, um, later on when this episode is over. But I really want you to now look at that list and ask yourself, you know, how many of these people can I count on during my healing journey? 
and in what capacity can I count on them? So the reason why I'm talking about this is because anytime we're going through anything, not just codependency, but anytime we're going through anything, it's important that we feel like we have a tribe. And if you don't feel like you have a tribe of people that can support you, that can hold you down, you know, that can make you feel better when life feels crazy, um, it's a concern. You know, it's, it's a concern to me. I know it's a concern to you. And I want us to really talk about it. Because one thing I want to share is on this journey, we will go through a lot of ups and downs. We're going to go through a lot of questioning. Am I making the right decision? Is this something I should be doing? Is this something that I should be involved in? You know, do I need to stop setting boundaries? Do I need to stop? you know, advocating for myself, is this life change, you know, going to cause more problems and harm than good? And I know right now, you know, right now you're in a season of working on yourself. You might even be a season, you might be in a season of hurting. So you like, Tanisha, what you talking about? Like, I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt, that this is something I need to do for myself. And if that's where you are, then I want to say kudos to where you are, you know? Um, but the other side of that a lot of times is, you know, us doubting ourselves, you know? Like, I don't know. It felt good the other day, but now today, you know, XYZ person is not talking to me, you know, or, you know, it felt good two months ago, but but that's when I was getting out of a breakup. Now that I feel better, I don't know. And I know you're probably like, you know, Tanisha, I don't think so. I would never feel that way. And I'm telling you, it happens. You really start to ask yourself, how deep do I want to go with this? You know, so, you know, I'm always sharing a story. So I got to share a story with you. That's how I was like. And it happens. It happens in intervals. Like when it comes to do I want to get control over my life and my healing journey? Yes. Do I want to set difficult boundaries and have difficult conversations with people? No. No. <laughs> And I was sitting to myself like, Tanisha, do you really, how deep do you want to do this? Like having these conversations with people, having like, you know, these intense emotions, like constantly about your life and what's working and what's not working. You know, this is heavy stuff that we're doing. We're we're doing the the heavy lifting of life right now. You know? And that shouldn't go un, um unacknowledged. You know, and doing the heavy the heavy lifting of work also means that we are going to endure some challenging challenging situations occasionally 
you know? And I think sometimes, you know, we're not prepared for how is that going to make us feel? So um, to make it plain, like there's different levels of us healing and evolving. It's like, first there's that self-awareness, right? Where I know I need to do this for me. You know, being codependent, being a people pleaser is causing me to fail in so many other areas of my life because I'm not acknowledging my own feelings. I'm not acknowledging how I feel. I'm not setting boundaries with people. I'm overextending. I'm overgiving, right? Some of it is just like an automatic, like we have to do this in period, right? But then there's those other moments where, you know, we're like, I don't know, you know, do we really want to have these conversations and change these behavior styles about ourselves? Or do we just want to continue to block people and avoid people when they make us upset? And I will say this, none of it is wrong, but every decision we make on our healing journey has consequences. If you want to block people, delete people from your phone, ignore people, um, hide from people, um, all of those avoidant type of things, you know, not using communication when someone has made you feel bad or hurt you. If that's something that you generally want to do, then I'm not saying that that's bad or you shouldn't do it. Always remember, okay, I'm your coach. I'm always on your side. <laughs> My job is to just let you know what that is going to look like and then help you see is that something that you want on your healing journey. Blocking, avoiding, rejecting, hiding is all equivalent to avoiding behavior. And research shows us, and I'm sure you've had your own experiences, avoiding behavior does not get you the results you want to see. I know what you want to see. You want to feel loved by those that you have loved. Am I right? You want to feel supported by those that you have supported. I know this. I know this about you. And so you doing everything that I just talked about on that previous <laughs> that previous little piece is not going to work. It's not going to work. And you're not going to feel like you are supported. And over time, what's going to end up happening is you are going to start to question, is this something you should be doing? Because it's going to feel hard. You're not going to see any results and you're going to start asking yourself, do I really want to do this? So when we start to look at it from the lens of how can I get the best results that I need for me, we understand why communicating when it's hard is important. Communicating when we don't have the words, finding the words is important. Sometimes it's as simple as I've shared this many a times. I will tell people I can't really verbalize how this experience with you is making me feel, but it doesn't feel good. 
and I know that I love you and I know that I want to be in a relationship with you, whether that be friendship or intimate. But at this point, something is just not right. And I got to back off until it feels right. And I've had people tell me that they're not going to wait for me. I'm just being honest with you. I've had people tell me I'm not going to wait for you. I've had people tell me that they feel like it's um, that I'm immature, that I, you know, don't know how to express my feelings. Um, all kind of stuff that people have shared. And I let people have their feelings. It is what it is. I used to defend that when I first started healing, but I don't anymore. Because just the mere fact that somebody is talking shit to us, and excuse my language, but you know, just the mere fact that somebody is talking crap to us and then they expect us to just be able to just digest it as if they not saying some really hurtful crap. Like, that by itself is something that you need to be self-aware of. So don't get into me and how I do my work because you're not doing no work at all. You feel me? So it's like anytime somebody say something like that to you, I just want you to remember what I just told you. Because anytime somebody, well, you should be able to do this and you should be able to do that and so on, so on, so on, so on. What exactly work are you doing on your for yourself, period, bruh? <laughs> like, you not doing nothing. You just out here living your life like you're the one that has all the right decisions made in your life and everybody else needs to get on board with you. And that's not what it is. So these are things that, I just want you to be mindful of while you're on your journey looking for people who can support you because these type of things come up. These situations where people don't understand what we mean, people start to mistreat us, people start to act like we're the crazy ones. Now, that's, that's a huge one. And that's probably something that you've already experienced. Like people act like we're the crazy ones. And for, and for a minute, I did question I did question, you know, like, Tanisha, is this just all you? Like, do you just not know how to communicate with people? And then I realized, I said, no, this ain't got nothing to do with me. This is bigger than me. This is about just in general, like trying to figure out how to navigate life and my healing journey. And now I'm experiencing being in this relationship with this person, whether it be friendship, family member, or intimate partner, where they're not connecting with me and they're choosing not to hear me. Or maybe they don't have the, the bandwidth or whatever to support me and I'm stuck trying to figure out what do I do with this person, right? And that's how, that's where I feel you. And I, you know, want to support you. And I want us to have the conversation because most of the time, it's very easy for us to go back to what we normally would do. And that's the avoiding, right? The rejecting, not talking to the person. But it takes a whole nother level of healing that really, really requires self-compassion. And we say, you know what? this person is struggling right now in this area or this person is dealing with this in this area 
And I need to question myself about why I would even be looking to someone who's struggling in this way. Why is this person on my support team, period? Why do they even have a circle in my uh, in my circle of support, period? When they themselves are struggling. So is this perhaps a relationship where I'm pouring into and I need to question how is this working for me? Now, me, I always try to talk to you guys with full transparency. I have a lot of relationships where I am the emotional, um, um, I don't know what you call it, I guess kind of, the only way I can describe it is just by saying like, I have a lot of people in my life where I am quote unquote TJ self-care. Like that's what they look to me for. The emotional support, the direction, the guidance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I play that role. And before, like when I was still kind of new to healing, it used to just feel very one-sided and it felt unfair. But now I look at it and I'm like, mm, okay, so this is what I do. This is my role in this relationship because every relationship has roles, right? This is my role in this relationship. So what is their role? in the relationship and is it benefiting me? And most of the time it is because it's things like, um, I, I'm blessed, I, I know, and many of us are, it's not just me, but I'm blessed that I've had, I have a group of friends that I've literally been friends with since we were like six years old and we all turning 40 uh, next year. <laughs> um, like I have a consistent group of friends that love me, that are there for me, and I can come as I am. And, you know, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing rejected about me. And that is really a blessing to have. And so just the mere fact that I got emotional for a second, that's why I pause, <laughs> but I'm getting better at, at reeling myself back in so that I can give you the, you the message that I want to say. Uh, but that's really important. And sometimes that's all we need. And so if you are creating your list and you're looking at it like, well, man, you know, Tanisha, like, you're right. Like, I'm looking at my list and I pour into all these people. What are some ways that they pour into you? Because this is the huge thing that I don't want you to miss. When someone is not loving us in our love language, it will not feel authentic. And what I choose to do and what I want you to consider doing is pushing through that and asking yourself, but what is it that they bring to the table? My love language is somebody listening to me, somebody affirming me, somebody telling me Tanisha is going to be okay, so on, so on. So for many of us, 
who struggle with codependency and people pleasing, that is our number one words of affirmation. Because nobody has stepped into our life and really asked us, you know, how we feel, how you doing, are you all right? Nobody has really poured into us. We are the ones that pour. We are the ones that affirm. And we're giving out exactly what we need. So generally, that is the number one. You know, everybody's different, of course, you know, just because we're all you know, struggling with people pleasing and codependency. I'm also not trying to put us in a box, you know. Everybody is different. But most of the time, that is, you know, that that's what it is. You know, it's, it's words of affirmation. Um, and so for me, you know, that's what it is. And it's like, even though this person is not doing this, what else do they do? But when I need to have a good time, he or she is there. When I need, you know, help with a tire or something going on, or when I need a babysitter, this person is there. When I am struggling with, you know, trying to figure out what I'm going to do uh, in this situation, this person is a great problem solver. And so it's like my point is everybody loves us, you know, and that's why that's the title for today. Everybody loves us. Our work, and this is the hard part, our work is doing what you just did and what you will do when you have time, sitting down and really taking an assessment of who's in my life, asking yourself all those questions I just gave you, and then really asking yourself, what is the next level for you and this person? And the next level may be setting a boundary. You know, you may be like, hey, when I ask myself on a scale of zero to 10, how much time I want to spill this person, like Tanisha, I got a three. Okay. If you feel like that's that's where they are, that's the category they're in, then that's where they're in. Right. And we're not going to make ourselves feel bad or anything for it. It just is what it is. But it's important, you know, for you to do this for yourself. And while you're doing it, I just want you to know that generally, and I'm not talking about the narcissist. I'm not talking about the people that verbally abuse you. I'm talking about those friends that they're good for one thing, but then you don't hear from them for other things. Or that family member that, you know, may come to your house and, laugh and joke, but then like when you crying, you know, in the bed, they not answering the phone. I'm talking about that kind of stuff where people appear to be hot or cold. So the message that I have for you is, is this person hot or cold or are they trying to love you with what they have, but it doesn't feel like it because it's not your love language? And if that is the case, then our work is to sit down with ourselves and ask ourselves, do we want to be in relationship with this person? Because this is your journey. This is up to you. Like, do you even want this? And if you do want it, what is the level of conversation you're going to have about this part, have with this person about the friendship? 
the intimate partnership, the family, you know, the family dynamic, like whoever it is, how are you going to say, right? Now, of course, you know, you know, I'm going to give you some tidbits on what to say because I ain't going to leave you hanging. But still, that 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 is our work. So now it's time to have the conversation. You have done the circles of support, you know, guide that I just gave you. You've asked yourself all these questions. You have reflected on your love language and whether or not the person is is demonstrating love to you in that language. So now it's time to have the conversation. When you have these conversations with people, the first thing that you don't want to do is say, you do this, you do this, you do this. No. No. Just X out that whole, anything that start with you, just cross that on out because we can't use that no more. Soon as you say it, as soon as it come out your mouth, the person's going to get defensive and shut you down. So we can't use that no more. So get out your head. Everything starts with I. I, 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 and believe it or not, that's good for us as codependents and people pleasers because it helps us stay connected to how we feel, you know? We always telling somebody what they need to do, how they need to do it, how it ain't going to work unless they doing it this way, and then we telling them, you know, oh, I'll do this or I'll do that. No, you know, those days are gone. It's about us. So let's just go ahead and and keep it going, okay? We need to start these conversations with I feel or I need, okay? That's it. I feel and I need. So when you start the conversation, first, what you want to do, so I call this the sandwich effect, and I think I probably talked about this before, but the sandwich effect is you saying, something really good about the person or how you feel with them. Then in the middle of that, you want to say how you feel about what's not working out or what's not working. Then at the end of that, you say, but this is the conclusion that I have come up with or this is how I feel about it. What do you think? Right. And I just want to say something about that last part. We are asking the person how they think to so they feel included. So they feel heard and seen. Um, and that's it. You don't change what you need from this person based on what they say. The only reason why we are asking them is so they can feel seen, heard and included in the experience. That's it. But we are not changing nothing. <laughs> so say, for example, this is the this is the dilemma. You get into an argument with your best friend about her um, not being there for you when you need it. Right. Multiple times you tried to reach out to her or whatever for support and you have not heard from her or him. So you decide, you do the circle of support that we just talked about, and you decide on a scale of zero to 10, this relationship is a nine for me. 
I feel good about talking to this person. I feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had because I want to obtain this relationship in my life. So this is what we're going to do. So this is it. Now you have the conversation. This is how it starts. Hey, I've been thinking about you and I love the fact that we can talk candidly to each other i love you the time that we've spent together being friends has just been amazing you've been there for me when i didn't even know how i was going to get through stuff and lately i feel different about that and i wanted to talk to you about it because i didn't want it to fester and i know that you have some things going on as well and I'm concluding that maybe this season of my life that I'm going through right now, it may be a lot for you because I see that you're juggling a lot of things. But I also know that I could be wrong and maybe there's something that I can bring to the, bring to the table or maybe there's something that we need to talk about. I'm wondering how you feel about it because right now I'm feeling really abandoned and alone and I don't like that feeling. What do you think? That's that's just a little example, right, of, of things you could say. Now, let me give you, you know, the little, the, the other side. Now, to a person that loves you, that somewhat has all their stuff together, you know, they don't have no major, major, uh, you know, mental health disabilities or nothing like that going on. They should be able to hear that and have a conversation. There may be just a little bit of like disgruntled, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Everybody kind of do that. And especially if you the type of, if you know that this person you're talking to feel like they good at what they do, like you may get a lot of that. Because they, before they even hearing what you're saying, they trying to process for themselves that somebody is not happy with who they are, who they're showing up to be, Right. So they're going to be they're going to be a little frustrated for multiple reasons. So I just want you to be prepared for that. So don't feel like that's you. That's them. OK, um, but after a while, after I don't know what you're talking about, this is what I've done for you. I've been going through this. I've been going through that after all of those little type of conversation scenarios that pop up. That we as humans, because we all do it, we as humans feel like we have to explain. After all of that crap, they should be able to say, I'm sorry. Now, depending on what kind of friend or family member or intimate partner we've been, you may get a little feedback about yourself and child, listen. Woo. I know that's the hard part. I still be like, what's this person get ready to say about me? But I'm to a, I'm to the point in my healing journey where I acknowledge the areas that I'm that I'm working on. Like, say for example, one major thing any of my friends or family member will tell you about me um, is I'm late responding. 
you know, I'm, I'm late responding to text messages, sometimes even phone calls. And then when I talk to the person, I talk like ain't nothing wrong and I got all this love for you. Now, something that can't nobody say about me, <laughs> I tell people what's going on. I do do that. Okay. If I don't respond back to you when I do, I say, hey, girl, or hey, bro, hey, cuz, whoever, X, Y, Z. I was going through X, Y, Z, you know, but I want to let you know I love you or whatever, thinking about you. I'm going to send a text saying something. But be ready for the feedback. I digress, you know. Y'all know I get caught up in telling y'all my business, but <laughs> uh, I'll be trying to use myself as an example. Uh, but the gist of what I'm saying is be prepared to hear some feedback about yourself, okay? Um, and try your best to digest it. Don't get, try your best not to get upset. Because remember, any feedback we get from people is their experience of us. It is not us, okay? It's their experience. Now, another level though, and if you're ready to take it there, I do it all the time, but I want you to do this at your pace. If you're ready to take it there, then I do want you to consider, is this person saying things about me that are true and what do I want to do about it? But that's at a later time. Right now, we focusing on this conversation. So one, they will get a little bit upset. Everybody will. Number two, they may apologize and then they also may throw in how they feel about you. And then number three, when that's all said and done, the both of you should be able to come to a conclusion of how you want your relationship to, to, um, to be moving forward. So notice in the conversation, though, you did not say you don't ever show up for me no more. I gave all of this to you. I was always there for you. I dropped everything for you. And now I can't even get a call back. We didn't say that. Why didn't we say that? Because that language is not helpful when you are trying to resolve a conflict with somebody and you're trying to get weak. We are trying to get back in that feel-good moment that we had when we first met this person. Pointing out to somebody what they do wrong and how you've done everything and how, you know, you are this amazing person and they're not, is not going to get you there. So that's why we don't do it. We focus on how we are feeling in the moment and how we are experiencing being in a friendship, relationship, you know, with a family member, whatever, with them. Okay. That is our focus. So once you have these conversations, what it will ultimately do is it will put you in a space of looking at your circles of support map that you should have, that you should have created, either in your mind or writing it out for real. And now, when we're on a healing journey, we know exactly who to call. We are not looking at this circle anymore of all these people that I poured into and gave to, and I can only count on one, or I can only count on two, or I can count on nobody. 
we're not looking at it no more. We're looking at it like this healing journey is complex. And I know everybody loves me. So my mission is to talk to them about what I need. Can they do it? If they cannot do it, then what need can they fulfill in my life? Because we're already doing our job in their life. I told you, generally people who have, generally people who struggle, okay? I'm getting so excited. People who struggle with codependency or people pleasing, you have a gift of being empathetic and merciful to people. That feels good. So that's why people always call you. And then to put the whipped cream and the sherry and the little nuts and the little syrup on top, we have a game plan of how we're going to help this person feel better. Who wouldn't want to be your friend? Who wouldn't want to be your spouse? Who wouldn't want to be your significant other? Who wouldn't want to be your family member? Okay? Who? And for those of us who have older children that might still pull on us, who wouldn't want you as a daddy or a mama? Somebody that not only loved me, see my perspective, got my back, and you got a plan? Oh, I'm there all day. <laughs> so don't look at it like a tit for tat thing because I just want you to recognize this was you pouring into this relationship on a regular basis. And now as we're healing, we can see how in some ways it's kind of been one-sided. It's kind of been like this 80-20 thing going on or this 70-30 going on or this 60-40 going on and all of that stuff is wrong. It should be 50-50. Now, every now and again, you know, when we're going through major, you know, major crisis, somebody died, loss of a job, loss of a spouse, mental health conditions, you know, pop up, physical disabilities pop up, whatever. It may be 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20. But through the lifespan of this relationship, this friendship, it should not be 70, 30. <laughs> and that's why our job is to say, everybody loves me. Nobody, you know, may be perfect and nobody may not even have my love language. Once you, once you sit down with yourself and ask you what yours is. But there is something that I need that this person can fulfill. And it's not up to you to figure it out by yourself. It's about you and that person coming together. Because guess what? When we talk to people about what I need, what they need, it may not be what they're good at, but they're going to do it in their own way. I have a friend who she struggles. She, uh, they struggle to communicate, you know, their, um, their feelings, you know. And when I share mine, you know, they get a little anxious because they don't know what to say. But she made sure she texts me every day and say, I'm thinking about you. She made sure she say, you know, Tanisha, it feel hard right now, but God got you. You've done this before. So it's like in their own way, they're trying to affirm me. But they're not that person that can sit down and process and tell me how you feel about this. And I can imagine when this happened, it made you feel... 
<laughs> that those are our gifts, y'all. That that's not our friends and family may not have that, right? But they have something. They may be that person that we call when we just need to get out the house because setting boundaries all week has, has felt difficult and hard and we just need a place to rest. But it may be that person that we can count on and say, hey, can you help me wash my kids this weekend? I just need to get a pedicure or I just need to play basketball with my with my friends or whatever. You know, they may be that person, you know, to say, hey, I know you've been stuck in that job for the last five years. I just saw, you know, that 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 uh, Google is hiring or this agency is hiring. I think you would be great. Like you get the gist of what I'm saying. It's like they may not be able to truly be there in the trenches with you, but they can they can extend the hand and they can say, hey. You know, they are able to extend the hand and they're able to say, hey, I got you. I got you in this area of your life. And isn't that what we need? It's like, isn't that what this healing journey for us is all about? It's about building a community of people that we can count on. But why does every single person in that community have to fit in the box? That's what I want you to think about. What if everybody loved you, but the way that they're showing you that love is different maybe than what you need? And so it takes a conversation. It takes acknowledgement. It takes you persevering through really difficult moments in your life and in your body for you to be able to accept, yes, this person does love me. And listen, I told you I'm doing the work myself. So I'm definitely not trying to sit up here and say it's easy. Because it ain't. <laughs> it ain't. You know, it's times on my journey, I'll be like, what? What's going, what's going on now? <laughs> like what what what's happening now? Is this person serious? It got to be better than this. Like what happened? What'd she say? What? Trust me, I know. I know. I know how it gets. And that's the reason why I say I'm in the trenches with you. Because I know. You know, I I know firsthand, you know, how bad it can get. And so I just want you to know, as always, you know, that I love you. I am here with you. I never want you to feel like you are in this alone because you're not. Um, and things are going to be okay, you know. Now, of course, this would not be Hill Pray Grow if I did not have a scripture for you. And, you know, um, I was told, you know, by somebody on the podcast and I thank them for that. Um, they said, Hey, you know, it would be good if we, um, you know, if you read the full scripture, you know, and then talked about it. So definitely. And today, you know, the scripture is Nehemiah, excuse me, is chapter Nehemiah, and it's, um, it's, 
is book Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Lord have mercy. Pray for me, y'all. This is the last. I'm recording this at the end of the day. <laughs> and I got that end of the day strength. But I had a message in me, and I'm always thinking about you. I was like, oh, I got to talk about this. Um, so, yes, it's a book, the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10. And it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength, period. Like, and I want to even go as far as to say that joy is not always, it doesn't always feel tangible, but it's there. And God has promised us. He has promised us that he will not leave us. He has promised us that he will not forsake us. And we just have to stand on it. And that's the reason why I even wanted to, to start a podcast, because I wanted you to know that you can stand on it. You know, we can stand on these principles. God is love. God is peace. Um, he's a God of all knowing, you know, and we can stand on this, you know, Um He's not going to leave us, you know, and sometimes it does feel like that, but it's never actually like that, you know. Um, you know, it does feel sometimes like we're all alone, you know, but we're not, you know, he's there. And, you know, the joy that he promises that promises us we will have we will have it, you know. Happiness is temporary, but joy is not. You know, when we think about how the Lord loves us, how he's providing for us, how he's protecting us through all these challenging times, you know, when you think about that, there's no way. Um, there's no way that, you know, you can say, I'm in this by myself. Because you're not. You know, God is with you. You listening to this podcast, I'm with you. You know, like, there's a lot of people that are with you. You just have to know it to be true. You know, you just have to know that no matter what, you know, you will be okay. And I know that that's hard. I know that that's hard to believe. But it's real. It is real. So I, like always, just want to thank you so much for, you know, listening to this episode. And I hope and pray that you feel supported, seen, and heard as you listen to this episode and as you reflect on it. So, of course, you know, I am here for you. You can go to my website. You know, if you have not been to the website, I have a free guide, you know, five ways to end people pleasing and live free. Um, I also have my book. I have an up and coming course starting April 11th, um, you know, entitled Finding Your Light in the Broken Pieces. You know, those broken pieces are, you know, our trauma, our trauma wounds. And we can find light in the trauma wounds, you know, but it will it will require you to do the work. It will. 
So I love you. I am praying for you this week. Um, I am just praying that when times get hard, that you are able to stand on the foundation, you know, that you've worked so hard to build for yourself. So have an awesome week and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.